If you've ever seen Roast Battle on Comedy Central and thought those comedians were too mean or took a joke too far, you ain't heard nothing yet. Join Brian Moses and DJ Coach T for Roast Battle, the podcast, as they bring you weekly shows and interviews from the world-famous comedy store in Hollywood, California. Listen to Roast Battle for the most divisive jokes and healing interviews every Thursday in your podcast feed. Subscribe now and leave a joke of your own when you rate and review. Hey, PYHT listeners, Cammie here. I will be in St. Louis this Friday, November 9th. I will be in New York on November 10th. Both of those are my final headlining dates of the fall tour. Thanks for hitting up so many shows. And hey, if you live in those cities, St. Louis, New York, see you this weekend. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. different producer that does that part of the introduction and I feel like Hannah really did an amazing job trying to fill some shoes for someone that's not here tonight. Let's hear for Hannah. Let's hear for Hannah. Oh man, friends, I don't know. 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 It's um it's election night, so who knows what that I see I see all your I voted stickers very cool of you to, you know, stressful to make sure that they transfer between shirts all day, but it's important, um, you know, to really uh, let people know what's up with you. It's a little bit like, did anyone grow up Catholic? I, a thing uh, that I did throughout the entirety of my childhood was after you get ashes, you know, you get ashes on your forehead on Ash Wednesday, it's a little cross. A priest touches you with uh, burnt up stuff and then you have a little uh, dot on your forehead and then you like it's uh, it's supposed to be in the shape of a cross but it's usually like looks more like uh, you had a toast accident <laughs> and then you um, like if you're you know super holy you like walk around all day like you like try to make sure the ashes like stay on there so like everybody knows like Bleh. like <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna be giving up chocolate now <laughs> for a while for 40 days so you know shit um am i a good person um i don't know you know one time when i was uh do you have any idea what i'm talking about do you know what lent is who cares um when i was like like so if you're catholic then um to like prepare for jesus rising from the dead you give up uh chocolate that's pretty much what it is um And then on Fridays, you also don't eat meat, you eat fish. Fish is meat, but not if you're a Catholic. And um, (laughs) when I was a little kid, one thing that was really cool is um, if you, okay, if you forgot your lunch at grade school, because there was no cafeteria where I went to grade school, um, you came with like a sack lunch, came with like a packed lunch. But if you forgot your lunch, a parent might drop off fast food for you and it would go on like a fast food table near the office and you would get paged like through the intercom like Cameron Esposito your lunch is at 
the office and you'd be like holy fuck and all of your friends would be like we can't believe your day you'd be high-fiving people shit shit i've arrived i've arrived and you'd go over there 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 would be like like honestly like supersizing hadn't even happened yet it would just be like one tiny happy meal and and everybody would be so jealous holy like oh my anyway um i almost never had this happen because family didn't really eat fast food but it had happened like one time and it was um, during Lent a Friday I forgot I went down you know I was like Cameron Esposito your lunch is here I was the king of the class you know hoisted up on shoulders carried to the office I got there to pick up my fucking happy meal oh man I wonder if it's McNuggets I wonder if it's a burger dry with only pickles which is how I ordered them and you know what it was you know what it was you know what it was filet of fish well there is an embarrassing sandwich to receive it's a smelly fish sandwich children don't eat it terrible my social capital right in the toilet along with that filet of fish because that's disgusting Anyway, um, hmm, I don't know. It seems stressful. I've been, I, I have been um, deleting social media off of my phone, but then I have to promote tours. I've like been on tour. I have to promote tour stops, so I like re-upload it and like post a picture of myself <laughs> and then delete it. So anyway, um, I'm literally only using social media to uh, look at photographs of myself and see how much you like them. But um, today I like fell in the hole of just like just nonsense refreshing uh, after the polls were closing um is i'm so glad that you all are here that means that you have chosen to close your phones for a while and i know that's where these people are that are not <laughs> is uh, at home alone in their rooms constantly refreshing while they have Grey's anatomy playing in a small window to the side in their laptop <laughs> um that's really what's been getting me through like i'm i've been going through some shit in my personal life thank you and what's been getting me through is straight up, honestly, Grey's Anatomy. Honestly. Fuck yeah. I love that show. I love that show. I just want to say respect to all the actors on Grey's Anatomy because it's been on for, I think, 14 seasons. And every single one of those actors is still greeting every day and each script with the same zeal <laughs> and surprise. <laughs> that they had when they were just new little babies. A lot of them are the same actors. For 14 years, they've just been like, how are we gonna get this guy's head to be attached to his knees so we can save him? <laughs> like, that's the only way we gotta save him is like, if his head's attached to his knee and they all have to take it so seriously, and they have to be like, yeah, that's exactly right. They also have to touch so, like, the, I try when I watch it. Sometimes I imagine um, like the like the props department, like the set decorators, after they have to reset a scene, and all the actors just have their hands inside of like fake tummies, and then they have to be like resetting, and then someone has to come in and like <laughs> arrange the disgusting organs the right way. Anyway, I love Grays. Shout out to all those people who make it seem so real. Boy. So doing such a good job. It's also filmed down the street from me. Um, like there's a, you can see the ambulance bay 
um, down the street if you if you walk through there. So sometimes I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll have an accident right here. <laughs> and the EMTs will be confused. <laughs> and they'll think that's the closest place, and I'll finally get to be on set at Gray's. Anyway, um, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, an actual Nazi. An actual Nazi. I was talking to uh, some comics who are on the show. So I'm from, uh, I'm from Illinois. Um, thank you. Uh, in the congressional district where I grew up, there's a longtime Democratic incumbent. And in this most recent election, he, when, when the primary was happening, um, it was like one of those situations where the longtime Democratic incumbent is a white, a straight white man. And um, then there was a further to the left progressive candidate who was like a Latina. She had a lot of energy. Is she going to win? Oh, my God, it's a woman. Oh, my God, it's a person of color. Whoa, like shaking it up. And that part of the race was so contested. They're two like Democratic candidates. So contested that the Republican Party locally, um, didn't realize that an actual Nazi was running in the Republican Party? Uh. Unopposed. <laughs> in the Republican primary? Unopposed. So, um, like, I mean an actual, not like a Nazi. Like, there's, like, photos of him. He's wearing, he's a, he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. Um, that's, that is what, to me, like, that speaks to the, anyway, that was who was on the ballot today. The, um, the incumbent Democratic candidate like barely squeaked in with like the progressive candidate like forcing him to like make some stances on issues that were like further to the left and like that was like there was so much passion and like heat around this stuff just like people like really like getting out the vote and like canvassing and stuff and then just um, an idiot like an actual <laughs> person who uh, denies the Holocaust and shouldn't be able to leave their house legally uh, it was also one so because he was uncontested so the race today was between um, the incumbent and the Nazi and um, the incumbent won Woo! don't worry <laughs> but the Nazi still got 24% of the vote 24% of the vote well I'll tell you what um, he was running like he was a Republican so if you like look at the ballot it doesn't say like it doesn't say like it doesn't say like like the incumbent an actual Nazi <laughs> It's just that, I mean, I, I guess if you want to look at it moderately optimistically, like enough people either know this candidate, this, um, the incumbent, because he's been working there for long enough that there was name recognition, or like enough people got out the word about a Nazi that 76% of people knew. You know, like I just, I don't know um, if we need to have a positive spin on it or not, but I will say that that one election that one race feels like everything that's happening right now right it's like oh like old like old school like incumbent powerhouse dem it's a white man how can he speak for me and then just like ooh new blood like amazing latina like this is like somebody who's uh, she was super progressive on abortion like fuck yeah like that's awesome like we need that and then just like a nazi just a nazi who literally says nothing and has no skills and that person's name is ted cruz so my point is like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's what's happening, and, and it's, it's so stre it's stressful. It's stressful. You would want Nazism to be enough, but um, it's not, see? Um, 
No, come on, shut up. You shut up by laughing. I was in Washington, D.C. since I've seen you. I was there, I had been there last year um, with Rhea, but we were on a bus tour. So what happens when you're in a bus tour is you just, you live and sleep in a bus, and your life is very strange. uh, Because you leave the show after, um, and you get on the bus, and then you go to bed, and you wake up in a different city outside the venue that you're going to play that night. You shower in the venue. What? Did you know there's showers in there? Me neither. Did you know they are not clean? Yeah, they aren't. Um... Yeah, you shower in the venue. So you mostly just kind of like walk between the bus and your venue. You don't really go and see the world. You also um, sleep overnight in like a cubbyhole while the bus is extremely loud and kind of scarily shaking around. So you know when like you see rock stars and they just look like very like strung out because it's just like, man, like that life on the road. That's like how many women are they fucking? No, it's just like they're exhausted. They can't get any sleep because they live on a bus that's very loud. Uh, that's what I think is happening. But anyway... Um, we went to D.C., but we were living on this bus, so, like, to get into the venue, I didn't really, I didn't really walk around D.C. I hadn't really been there since uh, the Women's March um, after our stupid president was elected. And it was wild being there this time. Has anybody been to D.C., like, recently? Or... Yeah. Yeah? When did you go? Uh, August. What, what, what was your experience like? I love that you just said, I remember when Obama was president. (laughs) Like, that feels as long as it does, even though it was just like a minute ago. Like, I remember that too. Like, like, just, you know. uh, Like, but you remember the switch of of the feeling in the city? Oh, it was horrible. It is stark. Yeah. It's stark. I will say right now, uh, if you go to D.C., the feeling that I had... Um, and I don't know if this is your feeling too, is if whenever I saw a bunch of white people walking in a direction, I just went, well, that's not where I want to (laughs) go. I would like to go anywhere else because this is extremely scary. Also, just like, um, young men are very cavalier about wearing red hats. In a way that I'm not comfortable with. Like, you'd see, like, a, I'd see, like, a dude, he's at a distance, he has, like, a backwards red hat on, I'm just like, what the fuck is this gonna say? Do I need to run? Do I need to punch? Like, what do I need to do? And then he just walks up and says, like, Puma. I'm like, honestly, fuck you. Like, just, like, truly fuck you. For this Puma hat that you're wearing in our nation's capital. I went to go see the, um, uh, the portraits of the Obamas. Has anybody seen them in person? that are in the National Portrait Gallery. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Obama, the leaves, everything. Michelle, she's like grayscale. They are beautiful. Those portraits are beautiful. You should go see them. It's also like a super cool museum uh, without like a giant line. And I went in on a particular day and had this wonderful experience of like, I mean, I don't know what to do to make massive change. I do know that like right now I feel that when I see little moments where I can make a difference, I try to do that. You know, like so I was waiting and I was like there was a very there was a, a line to go up for the Obama portrait, portrait and um there was a woman in front of me. She was an older black woman like senior citizen age and she had like a really young uh girl with her 
and like maybe that was her granddaughter and the older woman was like had like a flip phone that she like definitely didn't know how to take photographs on like just kept taking selfies by accident <laughs> while looking like just like I love I love it you know um but it's actually it's kind of cute it's like a lot of photos of her face being excited uh <laughs> But she like figured out how to flip the camera, all that stuff. It was taking a very long time. There's a young child, an older woman. They were taking a very long time taking that photo. And you know what? I have to say, friend, take as long as you fucking need. Take as long as you fucking need to take that photo. Like I'm here to just like wait it out. Like if you need five to ten hours to figure out how to work that phone, like you have earned it. If you need two to three days, I will like. I will get a bed for you to hang out here and figure out. There was a white family behind me that were just like loudly um, trying to get a photo and impatiently trying to sneak around this woman and like get up front. So you know what I did, friends? And this is what we all should be doing right now. I built a wall (laughs) with my body. I just suddenly had arms that went way far out to the sides and was doing a near split just to be like, don't you fucking approach this woman and her granddaughter in this moment. Like, I'm sorry, white family. You are not getting in front of this black woman taking a photo of our first black president. You are not. You are not. I said that with my body. I said that with my body. I didn't even address them. I just got as wide as I possibly could. And then when they tried to go around on the sides, I just... Just shuffled back and forth. I frustrated them so much that they eventually went around me and took a shitty photo off to the side. Didn't even get, like, the full view of the paint. They ruined their own goddamn photo because they were too impatient waiting in line for this lovely lady to take the photo that she needed. And that is what white people are doing right now in this country. Uh, But it's also what white people can prevent. It sometimes takes a white person to create the wall to stop a white person from harming a person of color who's just trying to take a fucking photograph (laughs) with flip phone technology. Okay, well, I've been great. Um, I feel like I made a lot of political points and, you know, really brought you all together. Oh, man, we trust her, you all thought. (sighs) You should. You should trust me. I'm. Um, I'm valuable resource uh, as a comic. Just like speaking truth. Um, I've got more to talk about later, and before that, some great comics. So, would you like to get the show started? <laughs> Jokes on you! This has already been the show. You're in it. <laughs> would you like to continue the show? Oh my God, there it is, there it is. Just that, that rousing energy. Friends, please welcome the stage, our first comic tonight. Let's hear it right now for Ashley Barnell. Give it up for Ashley. Hey, PYHD listeners, there's a brand new podcast here on Earwolf called John Levenstein's Retirement Party. It's hosted by writer, actor, and producer John Levenstein, who's worked on shows like Arrested Development and Silicon Valley. John also has a great co-host, actor and writer Mary Kobayashi, who's a personal friend of mine. 
The two of them talked to folks from all over the entertainment industry, like Karen Kilgariff from My Favorite Murder, Nick Kroll from The Kroll Show, Joel Salloway from Transparent, and David Harbour from Tra- from Stranger Things. There's even an episode where they attempt to write an episode of Franklin and Bash in real time with two rooms of writers who've never seen the show. Subscribe to John Levenstein's Retirement Party now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Let's hear for Ashley one more time. I don't know. I feel like maybe there's a chance of life. Oh, oh no. I want us to all have a better understanding of sex so that we know that assault is not sex. So especially men know that assault is not sex so that we don't hear from men that they think it's a good idea to drug someone and have sex with that person. Have you ever had sex with a woman when she wanted to have sex with you? That shit's fucking amazing. I would really recommend that shit. That other stuff actually isn't sex. It's maniacal power grabbing. (laughs) You're you're not having sex. It's a crime. You're doing crime. <laughs> You're doing crime. Um, anyway, so we'll just, we'll all sort of work on education uh, about sex overall so that we understand. You know what? We won the house! That's true. Yeah. Not the Senate, but Dems have control of the house. That's great. I like your chill attitude. We're in fucking... Burks, Birkenstocks, my people call them Burks, giving me one of these. I say we won the house, no clapping, but just a slow nod, very chill friend. That's a very chill friend up top, right up in front. Hey, we won the house. Yes, yes we did, yes, yes. This is the kind of breezy attitude you can have when your feet feel free. (laughs) I fucking get it, you don't have to tell me. (laughs) Also, I'm excited about uh, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, the youngest woman ever elected to Congress. She's fucking 29. That's cool. 29. Also, like, uh, yeah, Beto. Be, 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 Beto. Bet. I feel. I always feel like I'm. Be, I, no, no. Fuck you. <laughs> he didn't win, but um, ran a great campaign. Really ran a great campaign. Um, and it turns out we know the culprit already. Like poll, like, poll uh, exit polls uh, tell us that the cor- that the culprit uh, remains white women. That's true. That's true. Uh, a shit ton of white women. I think it, I think it like was in the eighties or something. W- w- voted for. Uh, so anyway, this is just to say, I am a white woman. Um, I'm sure there might be other white women here. Um, we need to go ahead and uh, talk about how white men are not doing shit for us. And so, like, go ahead and abandon that ship and move toward anything else. Um, and once you feel that freedom, then you can make a decision based on uh, who the candidate actually is. So that's a, that's, but first you have to do the freedom of, you know what? Uh, Grandpa Munster isn't going to help me. Like, I just... <laughs> He doesn't care about me. He wants to sell me uh, and my babies and, um, and, and eat me. Um, and then you can make a logical decision. So I'm really excited for white women to um, something. <laughs> Do we have hope for white women? 
Okay, a couple people with help from white women. Anyway, are we ready for the next comic? Uh, this is, she's a hilarious person, someone I like very much. Let's hear it right now for Marilyn Rice Cub. Give it up for Marilyn. Cameron, everybody, and Ashley. Um, uh, I am married. <clears throat> Thank you. We're relatively pretty straight white woman. Oh, the other day my husband talked to me. I know. It was, it was crazy. It was first thing in the morning, too. I was just like, oh, what are you doing? Don't scare me like that. So I wasn't expecting it. Oh. I went into like self-defense mode because I was so startled by him speaking to me. Oh, I married a straight guy from Indiana. Thank you. Dated a lot of people, a lot of different kind of people, but also like a lot of comics and musicians in LA. <laughs> been there, you're there right now. And so now I've been married to like the straightest guy I've ever met. And he has also, that's why I have that joke based on he um, doesn't talk to me. And then um, I'm also working on like this whole rant about like, f fuck voting, I didn't vote. Um, and then I have a whole piece about how I just wanna roll the dice and see what's gonna happen, take a chance. So I don't like being told what to do and how I want my, the sexual assault that my husband performs on me to be sanctioned by the state. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm developing that piece where it's like I say the opposite of what is actually happening. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I like really wanted to work on that, and then I just loved that Cameron was like breaking down sexual assault before I came out here. I was like, well, I can't do any of that. <laughs> it takes a certain level of commitment that I just don't possess right now. <laughs> oh, and then the fact that I married somebody that really doesn't talk a lot because like every other guy I dated just like loved to talk about himself and I found and I found myself like later in life just in a very traditional relationship after like real freewheeling in my 20s and 30s so uh, yeah I thought it'd be fun to whip up a rant about not voting and how that how that's a cool thing. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm super Democrat, you guys. If, if not painfully liberal. But I'm just sick of it. Like, I don't want to be liberal anymore. <laughs> oh, just want to put on the red cloak. I look good in red. 
I don't want to watch movies anymore. I just want to watch public hangings. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm not <laughs> fucked up material <laughs> to try to <laughs> in this room. <laughs> so funny to me. Because <laughs> I was like, of. <laughs> The generation of comics before Cameron, <laughs> like just earlier, like 40 minutes ago, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? I remember when this place did not exist and then like Scott Ackerman doing his uh, show, uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Like I remember when that didn't exist and it's already like ran a course of seven, eight years. Uh, my point is... I'm like on the fringe of that white woman. You know what I mean? I have the afterglow of like 70s and 80s. Like, hey man, love. <laughs> like I'm progressive for my time, but now I'm like veering into material where I'm like mock not voting. And I'm actually in a traditional relationship where my husband doesn't really talk that much. <laughs> do, you know I mean? do you know what I'm saying? So it's just killing me to see like Ashley talking about dating and Cameron talking about sex and breaking it down and um, I applaud that. I just, uh, you know, because I don't have the energy anymore. <laughs> I don't want to have uh, experiences anymore. You know? Can we just stop? <laughs> Can we just fucking stop? Like I did a Facebook Live today I can't, I can't do Facebook, but I have a friend that like will post for me because she's like always on Facebook. And I did a Facebook Live and it's always like uh, people coming on and going, hi, like every five seconds, like, hello. <laughs> so I'll start talking about something and I'll start talking about something personal, but then you realize like no one's, you know, like six seconds later, they'll be like, what are you working on? And I'm like, I just talked about that six seconds ago so it's that weird combo of like it's so personal but then people are just like hey hi from hi from illinois and so then you're just like reading and saying hi to people and um i'm from the grunge generation we don't communicate like that um but yeah i started talking about uh being Democrat, because, like, today was my day. And I think I'm also on the fringe of, like, even wanting to talk about it. Like, I don't want to I want you to have your business, you know? But then at a certain point, you're just like, everybody, fuck off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then someone came on my feed, and they're like, vote red. And I was like, just get off my feed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I abandoned my material. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> sense that at all I have a real big chunk about my son's basketball game that I thought this would be a perfect room to work it out you know because it's not a harsh room it's not like the comedy store you guys are open to listen and I was like talk about the basketball game and then the whole ride here was like Ted Cruz and shit and I was like I fucking can't <laughs> can't do anything. 
Uh, I do like being married, though. I do like being married. How long have I... How much time have I wasted? <laughs> Nearly the whole set. Okay, good job, ML. Good job. <laughs> what other specific thing did you want to work on to wrap it up? <sighs> hey, my son pushed me in the pool the other day, guys. <laughs> I was fully clothed. I was so angry. I went right inside, got on my laptop, and wiped out his 529 college savings plan. <laughs> Well, right to the most expensive site I could think of. Uh, I was so cold and angry that I didn't give a crap. I went right to the most expensive site I could think of, which was Gucci.com, and I just bought a travel mug. <laughs> That's all the money I had in his account. Um, that was a joke, see? You call joke. Hey, I had a nap today. Give it up for naps, everybody. Like a 20 minute, like, oh, I'm refreshed. I'm talking about you take a two, three hour chunk out of that day. That style of nap, right? You know, you're doing something right in life when you can afford to just nap like that right in the middle of the day. I mean, maybe there's some depression, um, but I do it and I did it. And uh, you gotta be careful when you blackout nap, though. You know, you don't know what side of the nap you're gonna wake up on. But I woke up feeling pretty good and I looked around and I was like, my house is nice. And then I realized I had fallen asleep in Pottery Barn. <laughs> Um, on their example bed in their fake room. It's better than Ikea, though, because when I fell asleep there, I was like, making a fake sandwich. I went down the fake toilet that is taped over, so don't... don't fall asleep in there, guys. Um, so my, <laughs> no, I wanted to dip back and go to the husband talking to me thing, just because I'm a sadomasochist uh, the other day my, so my son's 10 and the other day he goes hey mom I don't think Trump's doing that bad <laughs> I could not laugh in his face because that's turns out not good mothering so I was just neutral and upbeat I was like oh really why do you say that and he goes because I thought I'd be dead by now <laughs> You're fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> but I didn't use the F word. Uh, I don't know where he gets that from either because uh, I try not to talk about politics in the house because uh, my husband's a libertarian and um, that's not real. So <laughs> I keep forgetting, though, if I really wanted to make sweet love to me, I just have to talk to him about the price of Bitcoin. <laughs> what? The money is numbers that you may or may not be able to retrieve? Tell me more about this blockchain technology. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank, thank you. You guys enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you so much. Well, look, that's Riley Rice Cub. Okay, friends, let's keep the show going. Let's keep it right on rolling. Uh, pal of mine, very funny person, let's hear it right now for Moses Storm. Give it up for Moses. <laughs> Perfect. There's a. Um, it's always rolling thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always <laughs> yeah, like right. it's like a foley studio of just noise. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Also, like open um, containers of just like like oil. You know, like things that you go, you yeah. go. Oh, this is a flammable thing. Right. That's a and also things you haven't seen like since like an '80s music <laughs> video of like what they thought a factory was when like musicians don't know what real work is. I just feel like if we fell in a pit yeah. and then we needed a light of some sort right. and we just had like a 
a loose towel. Yeah. And we and like a club because there's always like when they're when folks are trying to make like a like a torch, they always right. have like all the and then they somehow like dip it in oil. Oh, yeah, and it lasts for the entire second yeah. act of yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? You just whip this together. Slow, slow have you ever tried to start your own campfire? Yeah, it's already a forty-minute thing, <laughs> and that's like with science helping you out. <laughs> So what are you what are you working on right now? Uh, I'm a new correspondent on the Jim Jeffries show oh, as great. of tonight. As of tonight, yeah. So maybe it'll air. Maybe I'll get completely cut out. Yeah. Uh, we went to Politicon for the first thing, and we like talked to both sides. And anyone in LA that was wearing a MAGA hat was just uh, waiting to get talked to. Like they wore it. I um I actually I dropped out of Politicon. Yeah. What was it like being there? Yeah, I was supposed to do it, and then. Milo was going to be there and um, I actually had a different place that I had been booked yeah. tell me that if I performed at the same place as Milo that I wouldn't be welcome at their thing and I also think that's fine like I just mean like yeah. I agree I didn't yeah. know he was booked when I said yes to it and also like it ended up being oh yeah if you like picked any event that was that you picked the right one there was no one there they went way too big way too soon because last year was like I think it was in Pasadena at some office building uh, it was like City Hall and there was a line so they were like let's get the LA Convention Center oh my god no, no one, one was there. there we had a whole that's 12 wild. hour money shoot day was actually pretty good too so like that means that yeah. they lost some 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 bucks. They lost a lot. Someone got fired after that. The uh-huh. amount of people that were actually attending to just people that were shooting there to try to get their own like right. whatever slanted uh, opinion channel off the ground was like two to one. Wow. It was like, oh, there's two camera people. There's one person to talk to. For the also, entire- it's not that I just want to be clear. Sometimes, it's not that I wanted to perform on an event where that guy was. It was more so just interesting to me that yeah. right now, like that that's actually where we are, that someone would like just by association. See something be announced and right. be like, you can't do both of these things. I'm fine with that. I didn't. Um, well, someone like I've never you, had that happen. It's before. so insane because you are so on a side that is like, oh yeah, you are your own views and have nothing to do with Milo. Even if it was someone like me, you'd be like, oh yeah, maybe this guy might, you know, <laughs> he might perform it, put your hands together, but he might go home and just go hate, yeah. hate. But for you, yeah, that's so insane. To be but like, then I also just was like, well, I don't really want to put myself in. The, I mean, number one, like, I don't want to ever meet that guy. Literally ever, no. ever, just never, no. never in a million years. But then also. Um, I don't, I'm, I think I'm too tired. I don't want to show up and I didn't know that it would be like when he was, and then he ended up, they ended up dropping him. But when he was going to be part of it, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm like too old and too tired to be signing up for screaming right. events, events where oh, people scream. Yeah, that's, that's was it a was. screaming event? It was just everyone cheering on their own side. It was God. just like the worst parts of Facebook in 2016 oh in real life. Oh my God. It, it's like why? Doing? Why was this a thing? Why did parking cost money for this? Oh my why God. is this money? <laughs> wow! Yeah. yeah, you picked the you picked the right event. Did you have a good time um, doing your job there? I did. I was on no sleep. Was coming back from your hometown, oh, uh, yeah. Zanies. Oh wow! Did yeah. the three shows on Saturday. No sleep. And that's and a that. super tiring night. Yeah. And, and it was then, that next Sunday. And it was the next Sunday. Oh my gosh! Early flight and wow. just talking to people that you're not going to change their mind or. No. Slant them in any way. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, hey, congrats. Thank you. On your TV job. 
I hope that you are on there starting tonight. <laughs> Me too. And uh, are you going to go home and watch it? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm going to My girlfriend's a director And she directed oh. all these uh, Campaign ads for Democrats Oh, awesome And so we're going to go to that party Good. Tonight To like go to that party. celebrate for her Yeah She directed 40 commercials Holy shit In I think something close to like 30 days Wow Insane Okay, well go to that yeah, party I'll go to let that me, Let me Don't let me stop you Let's <laughs> a storm Oh, should I talk to you? Should I have a conversation with you? That might be nice. I don't know. This person's shaking their head. Hello, friend. How are you? This, this, yes, you. Yes, you're the friend. Yes. I'm well. How was your day? What did you do today? Uh, I worked all day. Yeah? What do you uh, do? I work at a fun grocery store. <laughs> 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 you know what? Honestly... I just haven't had a good laugh in a minute. <laughs> and just the delivery on that, I just have to say, timing, speed, tone of voice, fucking nailed it. <laughs> you work at a fun grocery store? You work at a fun grocery store. Uh, you, should I not say the one? I can't name it. Yeah, but do you wear any sort of particular shirt? I do. Oh, interesting. Sort of a particular shirt. With a button? There's a button. Oh, oh, I think I know the store. I think I know the one. That's cool. Were people cool? I like that somebody over there just just said it to their friend. Oh, I know what it is. Cameron clearly doesn't know what it is. She's just asking about if they wear a shirt. Who works at a grocery store doesn't wear a shirt? Yeah, but... There's one particular grocery store that is most known for wearing shirts. So, God. Anyway, um, that's cool. Did you sell? Did you? Did you have a good day? Were people were people cool to you? Yeah, people were super cool. Yeah, yeah, because you you go this you go. Oh, his, how's your day going? You always have to say that, right? That's part of the thing. You're like, how are you? How are you doing? You do? You don't do the traditional I wear a Hawaiian shirt to this grocery store greeting? No? Don't. You don't? And nobody's mad? No, no. I say hi and then we have like a normal adult conversation usually. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel so respected by you. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. You did your, you put your time in. Got, do you, do you get like a cool grocery deal? Fuck yeah. What are we talking about 50, 80% off. 90% off, 100% off. They just put you the, the food directly in your mouth. No? Anyway, and then what did you do after that? Um, Came here to this place? I, I did. Well, I stopped at home. I made dinner for my wife because she's coming home later. And then I came here. You made dinner? I did. And left it for your wife in advance? You do a lot of <laughs> shitty things, too. Well, I, my son was supposed to be here, too, but he stayed home to watch the return. You know what? Honestly, cool son. Cool family. Is everybody okay? <laughs> Not being a part of this family? Because I like everything I'm hearing here. Your son was supposed to be here but stayed home to watch the returns. How old is your son? Uh, he's 16. <laughs> you have like a politically engaged teen? I have two. You have two politically engaged teens and you made dinner for your wife and left it? Because you, you were like, you know what? I'm going to go to a show, but first I'm going to make dinner. Leave it for this person. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations on your life. Congratulations on your life. 
Uh, that's cool. Um, and are these human beings that you know? No, no. I. These are just strangers? Yeah. And you're just like, I'm going to sit next to these strangers, be a friendly guy. Everybody's kind of giving each other smiles. Look, I don't know what's happening in this row, but everyone else, this is who we want to be. <laughs> this is very cool. Everybody's doing a great job. Okay. Um, what, how would, yeah, you, how was your day? It was, it was actually pretty cool. Yeah, what did you do today? What? <laughs> your friend needed you to model for a painting? Yeah. Did you have her clothes on or off? No, I had clothes on. Yeah, he's actually, uh, he was, it was pretty cool because he was like, you can move around. He's, he's like professional, so he's like, if you move a bit, it doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. So, and he paid me. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you, is the painting done? No, he's, he's putting it together for a gallery. Like, he's, he's painting a bunch of comedians, actually. Oh. I'm a comedian. I I can move around. If somebody wanted me to be clothed and move around, I'd do that all the time. Wow, interesting. Uh, okay, so he just wanted you to move around because he was like forgetting what a human body looked like. No, because no, uh, if you he was saying if you sit like super rigid still, uh, like it feels less like alive. Uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how how long did you do that today? Uh, two hours. Wow, yeah. And you got paid? Yeah. And that was what you did for work today? Yeah, I walked a dog. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people really haven't figured out. I walked a dog. I'm not a dog walker, but I walked a dog. And that's what I do for a living. I moved around for a painting. I walked one dog. <laughs> Fuck yeah, okay. I think you're making a lot of good choices. You got chill life. What about you? What did you do today? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, I went to contortion class. What did you, what did you just say? <laughs> contortion class? Yeah. Okay, you know what? I don't have any follow-ups. <laughs> I have just one, though. Like, it's like, uh, are you a circus performer? Hmm. That's cool. What did you learn how to do today in contortion class? Um, it's called a chest stand, and basically, um, I put my butt over on my head. Yeah, put your butt on your head. Republican. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my God! This fucking guy. Did you? Did everybody hear that? He said, so you're a Republican. This fucking guy, I made, I have, what I want to say here is just really to give myself a compliment. Um, I have made the audience in this room feel so safe that someone just made a legitimately good joke <laughs> from the audience. And I do, I've done this for a really long time and that just doesn't happen. So I'm really taking this on myself as like, wow, I'm, I'm such an amazing host that everyone feels like they can just really say like, like they have enough space and time to like think and not offend or yell, but just have like a good follow-up joke. Um, you put your butt on your head, so you're a Republican. What a funny, and it almost seems like a joke you'd find on a popsicle stick. Like, and, I, and that's what I like about it. You know, like it's not too crude because you did say the word butt. You know. Um, okay, that's rad. Yeah. Uh, cool. Is that like how far into what other things do you have to learn to contort before you feel like you're going to be graduating? What other things are you going to put behind things and stuff like that? Anything like that? Well, I can bend over backwards. Yeah. So, um, of course you can. Classic. Start with that. 
You can bend over backwards, yes. Splits, um, getting them like... Do you have your triple splits? <laughs> over splits. You have over splits? What does that mean? When you're more than, um, than the... Than the 180, yeah. It's your legs go out to the side and then you go over it? Well, I can have my legs unblocked and then um, get laid down flat. Oh, that is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually horrifying. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. When, and what else are you going to work on? Um, well, I'm working on flow because I can do the poses. Uh huh. Um, but now I'm trying to figure out how I can turn it into like a routine that has like a. Like a full act. Yes. And then you'll be a contortionist. Yeah. And you'll join the circus. Hopefully. If they'll take me. Yeah. I hope they do. <laughs> do you know I was in the circus? I think, yeah. Mm. Well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't do any of that, but I had funny jokes, and so they let me come. Oh, but so then that's how you do it. They did try to teach me things. Uh, like, I, like uh, they tried to teach me how to do trapeze. But it hurts really bad on your hands. So I said, no, thank you, actually. I thought that looked fun, but it's really actually painful. Um, and, hor- and it hurts very much. Uh, but I, can't, I could also do like some acrobatic stuff, but my job was just, they go, stand real still and we'll climb on you. <laughs> I love that job. Anyway, uh, good luck. I hope you make it right in the circus. Um, everybody here is nailing it. Thank you so much for being in this show. Let's hear it for these people. And finally, I want to thank uh, the headliner of this conversation who really came in. It was such a great fucking joke and really kicked it up a notch and, and put it over the top. Almost gave um, an extended split is what I would call it, where your legs are up in blocks and you're really nailing it. Um, anyway, friends, we got two comics left. I've done a great job talking to the audience. It made you all feel safe, but there's still more comics to perform from the stage. Would you like to see other hilarious comedy jokes? Wow, well, we've got... T- Two great comics le- ne- left, and this next comic it is her first time at the show. So, what do we do when it's somebody's first time at the show? We welcome them with like a ton of extra applause. So, get it started even right now. Let's hear it right now. That's what I'm talking about. And then kick it up and actually, even you, Brandon Stocks. And let's hear it right now for Emily Catalano. Give it up. Hey. Another another white woman, yay. <laughs> Sorry, America. Um, no, we really are the worst, though. Like, I don't know. I've, like, I've made, like, so many stupid mistakes in my life. Um, like, for example, um, for about, like, two years, I was uh, sleeping with a married man. I was married to him. Uh, <laughs> That was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. It's it crazy, but I was I was married for a little while, um, and actually, like I don't regret getting married, uh, but I do regret who I married. Uh, so, uh, like, if you are gonna get married, uh, just don't marry Nathan Brown. <laughs> from Portland, Oregon. (laughs) That guy sucks. (laughs) I'm uh, doing okay, I'm dating somebody, and um, 
he's yeah he's great uh, everybody should date him but um, <laughs> no, he's really cool he rides a motorcycle which is awesome because I'm afraid of commitment I'm definitely his type, and I know his type because uh, the girl that he was seeing before me was a model, <laughs> and uh, the girl before that was a ballerina. So you know, obviously, he's attracted to women who will need financial support when their dreams don't work out. <laughs> there are like, there's little things though that I, I question about the relationship. Like, uh, I really like to watch sports, but he doesn't like to watch sports. He likes to watch soccer. Um, <laughs> so it's been hard. It's been hard. I like to watch uh, football, real football, American football. Mostly because I play fantasy football. Does anybody play fantasy football in here? <laughs> Hold your applause. Uh, <laughs> nobody does, really? Oh, wow, okay. You used to? Who was, like, your favorite guy? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Nice, cool. For fantasy. Yeah, uh, well, for the rest of you, fantasy football is uh, when you fantasize about having sex with football players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good pick, man. Good pick. <laughs> yes. Me, though, like, my favorite guy that I like to play with is um, Colin Kaepernick. Right? Yeah. I'm doing all the kneeling, though. So. <laughs> Sucking his dick. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm a Christian. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't know. What else? Um, my brother and his wife, they have a kid, and uh, they had a gender reveal party. But it was kind of funny, like, at the time of the party, it was, like, way too early to know what the gender was because it was only three years old. And <laughs> yeah, so he's 25 now. Um <laughs> So we still don't know for sure, but know, probably a boy. Some parents get like real Berkeley about parenting. <laughs> they like don't even raise their kid as like a certain gender, you know. They just like let it decide. Um, but I don't know, like maybe I'm in the wrong, but like if I have a daughter, I'm gonna raise her to be a girl. If I have a son, I'm gonna raise him to be a girl. Like. <laughs> No, son of mine's gonna grow up to be a man, right? <laughs> That'd be terrible. No, men are the worst, right? Um, I remember this one time in college, this guy, he was like, totally like mansplaining economics to me. Uh, he was my econ professor, but still like, <laughs> did not appreciate his tone. 
Um, I will uh, I'll leave you with some relationship advice. Okay. It's, uh, it's all about communication in the bedroom. You got to communicate to your man what you want, what feels good, right? You got to coach him through it. Um, this is what I do. Pay attention. Okay. All right, babe. Pretend that your tongue is a basketball. Steph Curry's got the ball in the backcourt. <laughs> Dribbles it up to the top of the key, pass to Draymond. Draymond Clay. Clay Curry. Curry Clay. Clay Curry. Curry Clay. Clay Curry. Curry Clay. Clay Curry. Curry Clay. Don't worry about the shot clock. Clay back to Curry. Curry steps back, shoots a three, swirls around the rim. Wrong rim. Still swirling around the rim, and it's good. I don't know about you guys, but I finished, so. <laughs> Have a great night. All right, friends. More time for Emily. We got one more comic. And you can all go home and watch the election results with your very woke teens. And eat the dinners you left for your wives. Friends, please welcome to the stage. Hilarious comic. Your final performer for the evening, so you can really go wild. You don't have to keep anything back. Let's hear it right now for Louis Katz. Give it up for Louis. Thank you. Thank you very much. I apologize for being dressed like this. I don't usually dress like this for a show, but I was canvassing all day, and I came straight here. So one person still looks people just over we won the, the house and now no one cares I thought that would be a real hot pander because <laughs> I thought I would canvas like in character you know I'm just a concerned dad in Santa Clarita that's, <laughs> that's for those listening on the podcast I'm wearing a t-shirt shorts white running shoes and a hat with visible sweat stains on it so that's how I got into character um it is cool to, to be involved with stuff down here in Southern California. I grew up here in L.A., and then I moved up to the Bay Area for a while. And that was actually a very tough move for me, uh, because I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this. They don't, they don't really like us up there. In fact, they fucking hate us. Uh, people in the Bay think everyone down here in L.A. is very shallow and superficial, and pretty much they're right. Uh, people in L.A. are very superficial. People up in the Bay Area, not superficial at all. Uh, they're actually quite uh, ugly. Uh, in the face, and also in the body as well. People up there look fucked up. Uh, I was actually much better looking before I moved to the Bay Area. That's what uglified me. I'm not sure how that became such a center of ugly. Maybe the bridges are attracting trolls. I don't know. It's one of several troll-based theories that I'm working on. The other one involves troll nutsack sweat and the origins of kombucha. But it's still in the theoretical stage. Sorry. 
Now I live uh, mostly in New York, which is pretty cool. I've been there about nine years. I thought at some point I would get used to the weather, but I, I haven't and I can't. And it's crazy because some people there will tell you that they actually enjoy it, like winter. Like, oh, I love winter. Helps me appreciate the nice weather more. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> How about we just have nice weather? Right? I'm sure if you were, say, I don't know, uh, standing on my balls, and then you got off my balls, I'd be like, oh, wow, this off the balls time is really great. <laughs> Compared to that whole on the balls season. Winter sucks. Winter's also the time of year of my least favorite holiday of all the holidays, New Year's Eve. Ugh, can't stand New Year's Eve. It's such a bad holiday. It's almost as if some kind of a holiday evil scientist took the worst parts from a bunch of different holidays and then sewed them together to create one giant Frankenstein's monster shit holiday. Right? The evil scientist is like, first, I will combine the drunk douchebaggery of St. Patty's Day with the shame for being single of Valentine's Day. Then I'll add that year closer to death feeling that you get on your birthday. (laughs) Then I'll subtract all the presents, and that will be New Year's Eve. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) I have, uh, most of a lot of my friends have been getting uh, married lately. The rest of us use condoms. Um, (laughs) A lot of them are having these destination weddings, which I'm fucking sick of, spending all this money to celebrate their dumb weddings. I'm so over it. Seriously, I wish I could protest my friends' destination weddings like people would protest gay weddings. You know, just out front with a bullhorn, like, I believe that marriage should be between an hour and an hour and a half from my house. (laughs) To me, it's crazy they're even trying it out. You know, it seems like it doesn't work out too often. The stats are really depressing when it comes to marriage, right? They say uh, children of divorced parents are three times more likely to get divorced themselves. That's true. And your children and parents who stay together are actually five times more likely to silently resent someone until death sets them free. Those are your options. My parents are still together to this very day. Uh, That's why I'm all fucked up. They never broke up, so now I don't know how to break up. I'm the worst at breakups. All my friends are like, oh, it's so hard to meet somebody. Bullshit. It's easy to meet somebody. It's hard to unmeet somebody. Right, because everyone wants to get into a relationship, but they're a bitch to get out of. You know, they're like beanbag chairs. <laughs> it's just hard to know when to finally pull that trigger, right? Because we're all looking for the perfect person, and deep down inside, you know, you're never going to find perfect. You come to terms with that, but then the question remains: How much not perfect are you going to put up with? Right? It's kind of like we're all playing a game of relationship blackjack. We're trying to get twenty-one. You're probably not going to get 21, so you get 19. You're like, that's pretty good. Stay. (laughs) But you get 16. Well, you don't know what the fuck to do. (laughs) I live in um, Brooklyn. That's a part of New York where I live. Um, Pretty cool place. It's interesting. It's changing a lot. I had a friend who lived there who was complaining to me the other day because she signed up for these um, hip-hop yoga classes. Uh, but she was upset because all the teachers were all white people. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Were you looking for a more authentic hip-hop yoga experience? <laughs> of course, all the teachers are white people. 
I'm sure it's a mix of two brown people traditions, but it's also a mix of two white people traditions, right? That's making money and stealing brown people's traditions. Besides, only a white person would have the vision to see hip hop and yoga and go, you know what? I'm gonna ruin these both. That's right, hip hop might be black, yoga might be brown, but hip hop yoga, that's whiter than a thousand dollar veterinary bill. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Take it easy. Good night. More time for Louie. More time for the house. More time for all the comics you saw tonight. I'm Cameron Espazio. Thank you so much for coming out. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.